1: Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome to the Living History UK podcast, a podcast for the discerning and knowledge-hungry historians out there. You can support our podcast and get much more from Living History UK by joining our Patreon from Just One Pound, and by doing so, you'll be a part of an ever-growing community and really help to make a difference as we strive to keep history alive. But for now, enjoy this podcast.
2: Hello and welcome to the Living History UK podcast, where today we will be discussing The Victory Show. And of course, I'm joined with my ever-dutiful colleagues, Stephen Davis and Peter Neal. Good evening, chaps. How the devil are we? Hi, Dom. Hello, Dominic. So, the Victory Show has been going for some years now, and it's what I would probably call a, a mid-level event. It's not as big as, say, Yorkshire Wartime or uh, Military Odyssey, but it's certainly, they've got a lot of groups sc- uh, sort of squeezed into quite a confined space. And the, and the calibre of groups, it varies, but generally they're, they're quite good. Um and this year we were displaying for the first time as more or less a Living History UK entity. And we were displaying the first SAS in in France in nineteen forty-four. So Pete, you're quite a um a, a more or less a veteran of, of Victory Show, aren't you? What um did this live up to your expectations this year? Oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't
0: go that far. I hadn't displayed there for about Nine years, something like that. So um, nine years ago was the last time I'd actually displayed there. Uh, but since then, I've, I've popped over as a punter, so to speak, to have a look around for the day. But, yeah, it was uh, pretty much the same as it had always
2: been. Because it was like it hadn't been nine years ago. <laughs> and what about yourself, Steve? Is this the first time you've done victory? Or, have you, um, or is he, you a uh, you, uh, returning customer?
1: Well, certainly a returning customer. I think the first time I went to the Victory Show would have been about 2014. Uh, that was actually as a punter uh, with my uh, then girlfriend, but now wife. And uh, we went to have a look and take in a show. Not really been to a World War II event before, um, even as, as a living store at that point, never mind as a punter. And um, yeah, I was quite captivated by the show. It's fairly local to where I live. It's only half an hour away. And um, I enjoyed it. And then probably about 3 years after that I started going on a yearly basis with poor bloody infantry doing our sort of airborne artillery uh, shenanigans and uh, this year was the first year when I did it with a, a kind of as a different impression so along of course with living history uk as first sas in 1944
2: oh that's um, I didn't I, I didn't know that steve so for myself this was not only was it my first victory show but this may come, to, uh, come as a shock to some of you that this was actually my first ever event doing British Second World War publicly, so it was definitely a first for me in in a multitude of aspects. And you know what, I, I I've heard horror stories about you know the your stereotypical World War Two events um what have you been you know relatively cringe but the this was you know this was actually really this was a really enjoyable event and i think also what sort of made it for myself a bit that bit more magical (laughs) was um you know doing it with you guys and you know of course our associated members such as danny reese um uh john shanahan of course uh chuckles and uh and and, fo- and football-led. Sorry, uh, Joe. Um, and it's um, it was, you know, it was really good. I was in good company, and I think that's what overall made it for me. So let's start with the rounds. What was your, your favourite aspect of the show? What part did you enjoy most? Uh, the part I enjoyed
0: most was the... Uh, basically, it's our fan base, because um, I know Steve will probably touch on it next. Um, but we... It literally was uh, almost constant of people coming past, saying, "Oh, you the Living History UK guys? Uh, we listen to podcasts and yeah, you know, just having a general chit chat of them." And obviously, you had people as well who personally came to the event just to see us as well. So that that was that was really good. So I I quite enjoyed that because that was something completely different to my usual Living History scenario where I'm on a display chatting to the public about whatever I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, that that added something really different and nice
1: to the event. I have to say, one of my favourite parts of the event was was the authentic living. I'm always a huge fan of that, a real strong advocate of, you know, kind of getting stuck in, living in a uh, slit trench for the weekend. That's always an experience. And, you know, eating the authentic rations, it just takes you that sort of step closer to what it might have been like for the guys who were originally going through it all. And, um, yeah, echoing what Pete said, it it really really shocked me i was completely overwhelmed as just to how many sort of people not recognized us as people but recognized the kind of brand there i say of living history uk and people engaging with history most notably you know teenagers really and young adults which is really awesome it just stands testament of to the to the impact and the reach I live in UK, and the power of social media—it's uh, you know alive and kicking. So that was that was awesome. It was really great to see pe- people coming along, meeting them for the first time because usually we just see these names on screens coming up. To, to actually put a, a sort of face to the name was really really cool, and speaking to those people about certain topics of history and sort of giving them some, some advice and guidance on how to you know start an impression and how to get involved in living history was really awesome. So yeah, I was absolutely gobsmacked was just to uh, just to how many people came over and said hello. Really, was def- that was definitely my favourite bit.
2: Nail on the head, both yeah. Um, especially uh, my 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 sort of favourite. What's my favourite bits of my highlights? You know, you you two have already have already said both of that. You know, uh, both both of the bits. As I say, as as you said earlier, Pete, being being recognised as as Living History UK, it was it did sort of take me aback a little bit uh, with people, you know, coming up and asking, you know, you know, are you are you Dom or are you you know History Jim from from Living History UK? It did take me aback initially, you know, not being used to being recognized, uh, being recognized. Uh, and this time I've been recognized for all the right reasons, which is, uh, you know, which, which is which is good. And there's a listener to the podcast, uh, Charles, Charlie, uh, who, who sat down with myself for a couple of hours um, on both Saturday and Sunday, I had a really good chat about all things to do with, uh, military history and living history. And he, as I say, he listened to the podcast. It was really good getting to know the, uh, the fan base. Um, and, you know, and talking to others who, who actually put up and, and listen to, to us. Um, and you know, hearing their feedback and that they enjoy it. And as, as also you said as well, Steve is, is the authentic living. Um, as, as suppose a pair of you will, uh, will will know the the forest the forest uh, the forest gremlin I became living living in a slit trench in the woods. Um and also I think as as you said earlier, Steve, just eating those authentic rations as well the uh the the twenty four hour uh ration uh, packs that you that you created for us um you really know, added that an extra dimension to it. Especially when you're when you when you're brewing up in front of the public, and especially the tea. So those who know the the tea is made with tea cubes, almost like instant tea cubes, and you're sitting there with your hexy stove in front of the public, and you're winding away this, you know this this bitty broth. You know, so many people you're going to eat that, and um, well, I'm not going to eat it. No, it's tea. I'm going to drink it, taking people aback as well. So we've had the favorite bits. What?
0: Uh, I think what I, I would change the thing is, victory shows one of these things, it's like it's expanded over the years, and it's you know, it's um, what I personally what I'd change from it is probably more the social side of it is uh, because like they had like a, a beer van, uh, not so much a beer tent, um, it weren't very big. Um yeah, it I, I were not I weren't too keen with like the evening bit to be honest. Like seeing everybody there was really good, but the sort of like situation like where the bar was and also the prices of it was ridiculous as well. Um it was over five pounds a pint um at the bar, and that's that's just ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous amounts of money uh, to be spending, especially when you're giving your free time up as well to be there, and you've got to pay those ridiculous
1: captive audience prices as well. Yes, the prices of uh, beer it was, it was a little bit of extortionate five pound a pint. However, the cider was really nice. I have to uh, admit that I did have a couple of pints of that each night, so that was good. Now, what what would I personally do to to make the event better for for us attending? Well, I don't really think I'd change anything. To be honest, I think where we were was brilliant. And a great location. Um, my first night was very uncomfortable in a slit trench, but I had to level that out, so I can't really put a complaint in about that. Um, from what I've seen and what I've heard, um, we didn't take part in the battle this year, but there was a huge sort of fireball engulfed the battlefield. And I don't like to be that guy who picks up a sort of, you know, clipboard, hard hat and hoi uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but having seen the photos and video footage, how on earth that was allowed to go ahead, I don't know. That field caught fire, and um yeah, I'm surprised no one was seriously injured or a vehicle exploded or something. So maybe next year they'll actually uh, do something about it because it happened last year as well, to a lesser extent. But uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll be sorting something out. But uh, the rumours have been swirling in the rumour mill, uh, like every year. That it's the uh, it's the last ever victory show, so who knows what next year will bring?
0: Yeah, I say so. that every year, though. Don't they? They always for for years they've been going, oh, it's going to be the last one. Then suddenly, oh, here's another one. <laughs> I don't know why I do. I don't know if they think it's like their ultimate like
2: advertising ploy to get people there, or what it is. But it's it's starting to come beyond the joke now. <laughs> Well, it's a bit like War and Peace, but um I definitely think the Nan in the head is uh, well now in the coffin for War and Peace has certainly been struck. But yes, I I agree with both your points. And yes, I I saw some videos, Steve, of um of the of the fireball on the battle and it was and, and about last year as well, I believe um, some friends of ours over at Epic Military, they um it's on there um I believe it's on their Instagram or their TikTok, either one of the two, of um, of the battle happening in the fire last uh, last year. But hey ho, um yeah and yeah, Pete, I definitely definitely agree with you there. I mean i I partook of the beer van, of, of the the get the gathering outside of a marquee, though which which is the uh, the beer tent at uh, 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 victory show. I partook in that on the Friday night and I didn't pay any extortion amount of prices because after military odyssey, I was very used to paying very dearly for beer. So I filled the pockets with my Denison smock full of cans of Stella. So I dodged the bullet in that regard. And on the, on the Saturday night, I I didn't really bother going up to the beer tent because I, I sat with uh, with John and, and Danny at the fire um, at, at our camp. I first, it was off. I think it sort of stems a little bit back to Detling. I didn't really enjoy the beer tent there. And it also you know, the Friday night at, um, at Victory, just sort of seeing the uh, the complete lacklustre attempt of uh, of festivities there, um, certainly underwhelmed in that regard. So I sitting around a fire with, with two chaps certainly seemed an awful lot more entertaining than standing around in a dark field outside of a marquee uh with a with a german sausage van in the background but either way regardless of that i had a you know a very good weekend uh, and as i say it was my it was my first time first time you know doing victory show and um and doing second world war SCS, which i which i uh, which i wholeheartedly enjoyed
0: Yes, I did as well. You know, social aspect is just one part of it, but the um, whole event as a whole, I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed what we did there. Um, also, I, I aired out for first time a first an impression that I've never done before as well, and I quite enjoyed that. So, um, so for that was well, something that was completely alien to me because i would never done anything like that one before. Uh, Where well, I was portraying the troop commander because um, usually if I do some either just one of the one of the, one of the blokes that gets told what to do or might or be like one of the senior NCOs or something like that. Um, so to take on that sort of role was um, a bit different. And I quite enjoyed wearing denim trousers as well. So it's definitely something I'm going to do again, because that was a lot <laughs> comfier than wearing Serge.
2: <laughs> oh, Peter and his corduroy trousers. Uh, the and don't forget the Kavat either, because oh, it was God, all of about not. the Kavat. Without, <laughs> the the, without the Kavat, there was no power. <laughs> I think I personally feel the only reason why you um why you portrayed the uh, the uh, the commander was um, so you could wear a cravat and some uh, basically pajama trousers, um and and what
1: are your feelings, St- uh, Stephen? Did you did you enjoy the display we put on? Absolutely, and do you know what? It was a new impression for me. I've never portrayed uh, a trooper of the SAS before. Um, it's something that's always interested me, and uh, it was really nice to to kind of do it justice. And I thought our, our display was was perfect, and we had a, such an honour on the uh, Saturday evening of being able to have our, our photographs taken uh, by some fantastic photographers uh, at the uh, the, on the Well, outside of the sort of in front of the Dakota in the Jeeps with all the, you know, all the lads around. It was brilliant. That was that was really really cool. That was and the photos that have come out from that are absolutely sublime. And one thing that I that was particularly um, Pleased to see, and I know he was chuffed to bits, was um, old uh, Danny Rees with his Jeep bringing it uh, out uh, for an event for the very first time. He only bought it back in, I believe it was March, April time and since then he's uh, completely stripped it down rebuilt various parts of it and added things like the uh, well completely repainted it as well cuz originally it was grey and uh, he's had, added the sort of uh, SAS uh, fuel tanks on the back of the long range tanks and Vickers guns and so forth and this was its inaugural event as uh, an SAS jeep and uh, I was I was pleased as punch for him uh, seeing him getting that uh, you know sort of to an event and it looked wicked as well so kudos to him for that
2: oh yeah definitely without Danny you know more or less the the event wouldn't you know wouldn't be as great as what it was um and also not only do we have danny with his s a s jeep we had um with dean from les para and his of course his sublime s a s uh, Jeep, and of course, um, our colleague Dave, who brought his um, his his recce Jeep with us, so, uh, with him, and so it was good to have these these three Jeeps all at one place with with us, you know, all camped around them in the woods. It really did have an, a really good atmosphere to it, especially at night time. You know, just a little flicker of lamps um, around around the camp. It was a really good sort of a vibe, as it were. And, you know, whole wholeheartedly good event, I think. And one which, I dare say, we will certainly endeavour to do again. And you know what? I think this has brought very roundly round to the finish. Thank you very much, Stephen. Thank you very much, Peter. You're welcome, Dom. Oh, sorry. Oh, thank you very much, Pete. Thank you very much. And um, thank you very much for, for listening to our, our roundabout review of the Victory Show. And we'll catch you... Next time, dear viewer,
1: and remember, keep history alive. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to support it, then why not send us a PayPal donation? All donations help us pay to host the podcast and for us to create new content for your enjoyment. Furthermore, if you would like to submit a question or even a subject matter for the podcast, join Patreon and send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. The links are in our bio. Until next time, Keep history alive.